studio in beautiful New Bedford, Massachusetts, inside the Kilburn Mills. Welcome to the Pop and Sun Sports Show with your hosts, Lance, Ross, Eric, and of course, Pops. Talking sports, news, sports education, and sports gossip. Featuring Who You Benjamin and The Sports Dish with Lena. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Poppin' Sun Sports Show. I'm your host, Lance. That's Pops, the old man in the house over there. Uh, today's episode, we're going to talk about baseball, and um, we're going to talk about what's going on in the baseball world today and um, what's gone on in the past couple of weeks, you know, World Series, playoffs, all that good stuff. Um, eventually leading into um, free agency right now, we have, we're currently in what, November right now, which means that the hot stove is starting to heat up a little bit. Already. Already, there's already free agency agency talks and big names out there being thrown around left and right. Managers losing their jobs. GMs losing their jobs. New owners coming into the the league. We got a whole bunch of stuff already going on in baseball this year. And it's only November 6th. I want to go ahead and give a good shout out to the new owner of the New York Mets. The owner of the new Amazons is Mr. Steve Deep Pockets Cohen. That boy got billions of dollars. Steve, first thing I want to say, you're off to a rip-roaring start. The smartest thing you did was bring back who I want to say right along with Frank Cashin, the best GM ever the Mets have ever had in the, uh, Sandy Alderson. I don't know if he's going to have the GM. Um, uh, I'm sure he's the president, so I'm sure he's overseeing the whole operation, so I'm sure he'll have something to say. Yeah, he's Pat Riley. Thank you. Um, oh, I want to say good luck. I want to say it's my dream come true. We finally got the Will Ponds to, you know, to unask the team. Now, if we could only, if we could only get that bug in Mister Dolan's head over at Madison Square Garden, have him sell the Knicks. Oh my God! What a whoa! Well, I guess in that case, many have tried and everybody has failed. <laughs> the guy loves he, he he loves his Knicks. He loves being he's a, he's a rock star. What do you but expect? anyway, we're doing baseball, right? Let's get back. Yeah, to yeah. So. Um, while, you know, since we did start and you, you did open it up with the Mets, let's go ahead and talk about the Mets for a minute. Yeah. So what happened deep pocket today, today, what happened today is, okay. So we knew we've all known that Steve Cohn was, uh, pursuing the Mets to be, to buy the Mets. And he, it it was the deal had been done a couple of weeks ago and it's a fit. It was official. What this week, right? Officially it became official this week. Yeah. This week it became official. So, um, Steve Cohen purchased the Mets for two point four billion dollars. Yes, that's that's. And at that price, I reserve the right to fight, hire and fire whoever I want. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so you know, hiring, firing whoever he wants. His first move, uh, general manager Brody Van Wagenen, yes sir, former sports agent, gets the axe right away. Brody, Brody gone. I can't say I'm going to miss you, kid. Not only was it Brody Van Wagen, and he got he got rid of bro, pretty much Brody's entire he, crew that was around him. He cleaned house like he said he was going to do. Yep, Omar Manaya for for one. Um, and I mean, seriously, what has this guy done that he deserves to come back? Nothing. Thank nothing. You. So the names, some of the names that he got rid of. We start off with uh, assistant assistant special assistant to the, G, the GM Omar Manaya, assistant general manager Allard ba- Bird. Allen Baird. Allard, it says. Allard, yeah, Allard. 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 Yeah, Allard Baird. Um, <clears throat> his name is Allard, man. Come I know, on. it's weird. Adam Guttridge 
and Jared Banner. Yeah. Also, the status of senior vice president John Rico has not been mentioned yet. Is it what you need to do? Is did you read off the, their titles? That's why they should all be fired. Tell me, listen to their titles. They're all assistants. And tell me <laughs> what title belongs on a baseball team. Have you read off their titles? Yeah. Go ahead, read them. Um, we have assistant general manager, special assistant to the general manager, executive director of player development. A bunch of um, you know, kind of to me made up managers and 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 computer programming issues and man, this is a baseball. What happened to the trainer and the the batting coach? You know what was the best part about all this, right? It was former Mets general manager Sandy Ellison who made the announcement, not Steve Cohen. Just letting everybody know, I'm sitting up in the ivory tower and I'm going to make the decisions from up here. I'm old school owner. I own the team. Sandy runs the team. Yep. Yep. I so, come, I come, I sit in my box, I smile, I say hello, and I go home. Sandy runs the team. So what we're going to see also is, what well, I mean, uh, my assumption that we're going to see before the next season starts is going to be the eventual firing of Luis Rojas and what I hope to be the eventual firing of Luis Rojas. Um, I, I'm, I'm one of those guys, I bought the Kool-Aid in the beginning of the season, I, I saw Luis Rojas, and, and, and I had... Big, big, huge aspiration for Louis Rojas. And in the beginning of the season, I was one of his biggest backers. But I want to say maybe two weeks into the season, his his lack of managerial experience was starting to show. And yeah, he, made, he made some decisions, and it kept on going. You know, we, we gave, in the beginning, we had to give him the benefit of the doubt because rookie manager, first time around, making mistakes, and it's like, uh, okay. But the mistakes never stopped. I'm going to break it down to you. When you get a chance, when, you, when it's my, I'm going to break it down to you in a way that's going to make absurd make sense to you. Okay? You ready? Go ahead. Okay, think about this. You've got now running the, well, was running the team was Jeff Fulpont Jr. No, took over for his father, really. He was just running the team for his father. Okay? No experience running a team whatsoever so what does he do he goes out you got to hire a gm right so mm-hmm. he goes out and he hires somebody who's never had any experience he hires an agent who's had no general managerial experience yeah that whatsoever. doesn't make any sense whatsoever. so then what does he do he goes out and he hires a pitching coach who has had no managerial experience whatsoever. And th- that we actually expected this boondoggle to work says more about us, I think, than it does about them. But you know what, though? I mean, I never liked any one of those choices. Remember, I hated bringing in a, uh, uh, an agent as a GM. The guy, and it's not even the point. Can he start out in the lower office, something like most like regular people would start you know, at the bottom and work their way up? Yeah, like one of those millions of, of uh, what you call it, uh, millions of assistant positions. Um, I, I'm not understanding what was the point behind it. I really don't. Um, What's the, thank you. Yeah, help me. Help me. <laughs> I, but I will say, I, even this, I'm struggling. Ahead, even what? this, I'm struggling to say. We did have a halfway decent record with Mickey Callaway for one year. But I think that was more more along the lines of How that was many just times that you not look at me and no, say, Why you, is this guy the I, manager? No, of this trust team? me, but this is what I was gonna say. I think that was more had more to do with that was just the team that Terry Collins left behind. 
Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm oh, saying. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So I can't say if it was if oh, <laughs> obviously wait, wait. It was... I, I didn't finish. I never got to finish. I forgot the other the icing, the cherry on the pie, right? Mm-hmm. So the new owner with no experience, who hired the GM with no experience, who hired the manager with no experience, hires a bench coach with no. Ex- Isn't the bench coach supposed to be an older? managerial type who is really nothing really not interested in managing anymore he just want to make sure that this guy comes along the right way and thinks a couple of innings ahead of the game so who was our bench coach hensley mullins and how many managerial jobs has he had in the major leagues none thank you <laughs> so again you see this was doomed to fail I mean, I you guess know, actually, you know what? You know, remember when they actually fired Callaway? I was a little remiss because I, you know I was like, wait a minute! I thought he had finally started to get a handle on the job after three years. Now you fire him after, <laughs> and to bring in another guy who's never coached before, and never been a manager before. You know, didn't learn your lesson the first time. I wonder, uh, you know, and I wonder right away. I wonder if, as far as the coaching mistakes that we saw, I wonder if it would have made a difference having Beltran as a coach. I don't know. And also, round two, going to bring that question back. The, no. One of the other big news in, in, in baseball in, in baseball today, the Red Sox actually bring back Joey Cora. God, hypocrites to the First of all, I don't think they should have fired him in the first place. I agree. To tell you the truth. Why did they just suspend him if they knew they were going to bring him back? And don't tell me that all of a sudden they had this, they had this uh, what do you call it, uh, this epiphany. To bring this man back who last year was the devil and you had to fire him. All of a sudden, you know, well, well, obviously, you know what happened, right? They ended up in last place. That season didn't go. Yeah, and they said, this guy got us at a freaking World Series. What the hell? <laughs> Let's bring that guy back. Boy, they showed their card. they, they showed their cards fast, though, didn't they? Huh? So, and this, is, and this is what I'm getting at. It makes me wonder. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. But I gotta mention one more thing. The other manager in this in this uh, debacle, AJ Hinch, got hired too. You know? Yeah, I know. Okay, now I'll go ahead. No. I won't interrupt you no more. So it makes me wonder. It makes me wonder. Are the Mets gonna bring back Beltran? Is that a question? Yeah, I mean that's that's that should be a serious question because if we're gonna, if my assumption is, and I don't know why the, the, the talk around baseball is that Rojas is not gonna be fired. That doesn't make any sense to me. But we'll none touch that all. in a minute. None at all. We'll touch that in a minute. But to me, it makes sense that I think that we should go back to try to put Beltran as that coach. Well, you know the truth of the matter is when you figure that he was a player. And the players are supposed to have immunity, and he's the only player because he paid a consequence. He got fired. Exactly. And he wasn't a manager. He had nothing to do with the manager, you know, with, with the he didn't Nothing to do with the coaching staff. So how is it that he was the one that was the worst punished? Yep. Cora's got his job back. A.J. Hinch has been hired. When A.J. Hinch was the only person who should have got in trouble for it, he was the Manager, you know the, the number one the, guy. The owner should have got a little smear for that, and he he, he just mm-hmm. threw everybody under the bus. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all so, all fired. So why is Carlos? You're right. Why is Carlos Beltran the only guy that's still out of a job? I don't know. I mean, could it could just be because Cohen hasn't hasn't fired now, Rojas yet? Can I say one thing though? Can I can I couch that with? As much as I loved Carlos Beltran as a player, and I think he's going to be a good manager, I don't really un I don't know and while I'm at it let me add this is Rojas going to be the same kind of uh would he be the same guy if, if Van Wegenen wasn't the guy if it was a regular guy like Alderson and said yo this is your team go coach it I'm gonna be really honest with you I don't think so because, because Rojas now that's showed his family the- tree now remember that's where he comes from old school baseball 
But Rojas has showed that he was he, family tree or not. He showed that he was that that iPad manager that we were talking about yesterday. You know what I mean? Shit. He showed that he was that iPad guy, and it, it don't it, that does, that's not going to work. No. I mean, as we can see, you, you're starting to see it around baseball. So this okay. So this is why I was saying with Beltran, as much as I love him. I'd rather right now, I'd rather we went out and got ourselves an experienced Dusty Baker type. Because, again, Dusty Baker was a game short of going to the World Series, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I said it yesterday. Let's uh, let's bring back Lou. Sweet Lou Pinella. You're right. You darn, darn sure did. And where, where were we with our, with our numbers guy and our, and our newfangled, uh, we didn't make the playoffs, right, did we? Right, but the old school guy... Got us to the World Series in Terry Collins. Thank you very much. Who's another guy I wouldn't mind seeing coming back? I never thought I'd miss Terry. But oh, Terry's not good with the X's and O's, this and that, man. Terry took us to the World Series. Well, one game short of the World Series. One strike short of but the World Series. But you know Series. what? He, whether or not Terry wasn't good with the X's and O's, Terry was a player's manager. I love Terry. Terry oh, would go yeah. to fight for you. And he would go to bat for Terry. you. The players love Terry. Terry would go to bat for you. I mean, they remember, remember remember a couple, like a, a year or two back, there was the... the uh, the the uh, the umpire was wearing one of the uh, the on field microphones during one of Terry's rants. Yeah, and he cursed that umpire out. Man, that's that's a coach that I want to have on my side. <laughs> Somebody who's gonna stand for you and just just shit all over an umpire for you. Yeah, yeah. I it's I want somebody in the dugout that has stature. Yeah, a hundred percent. The umpire is gonna look over there and say, you know what? I I really don't want to tangle with that guy today. You know, I, and I'll take it a step further. And this is going way out of the box, completely out of the box, because for years. I mean, he hasn't coached in the major leagues for years because he was blackballed for the most part. I would love to see the Mets bring in an Ozzie Guillen type because you know he's going to stand tall for every single well, player about, in that how clubhouse. About we talked to Ron Washington. I, I, Can you Ron, know, hey, listen, listen. You know, you know what, though? I know how we get Ron Washington. We got to put in a stipulation. No drug tests. Nah, I mean, that that's... Look, can I ask you a question? He ain't playing. I... I, I still don't understand why coaches have to be drug tested to tell you the honest to God's truth. Tell me what the man, how, how did it affect his coaching ability? He went to the World Series twice. I, I love I love Ron Washington. I really do. And I love everything that Ron Washington does. You can't find one player that has one bad thing to say about him. As far Remember, as he his, walked away. As far as his on-field credentials, I mean, Dusty Baker is the only one of the only, only ones that speaks to mind in active guys right now. You know what I mean? Because that's the type of coach that Ron Washington. I mean, and he never really got the love. You know, you look at you look at the teams that that Ron Washington has left his imprint on over the last couple of years. They've been playoff perennial playoff teams. Whether whether it's been the Rangers, mm-hmm. who are a great team, and now with where's, when with Ron Washington's right now with Atlanta, and he's he has to be he's, solely responsible. Dude, his fingerprints all over that team. That's you know, what we talked about that earlier. He's he's a he's a he's a he's not even a, a head coach. He's he's a third base coach, but I, he's yeah. solely responsible. He's like Coach Emeritus. He's yeah. solely <laughs> responsible for the careers of Dansby Swanson and yeah. um, the second baseman. Yeah, um, Ozzy Albies. Yeah. There's nobody. There's nobody more responsible for their defensive prowess no, no. and the way they play and on the field. They all point to him. They all point to him. I, and I think that I Remember, think that, that team with that team was young, but a little a little uh, issue with I their hands until he came here. I think that with oh, yeah. with a young infield, and I'm talk. I'm going back to the Mets right now. I think that with a young infield that the Mets have 
we could benefit from a, a Ron Washington to help out Jimenez, to help if we're going to stay with Rosario, to help Rosario, to exactly. teach McNeil how to play second base the right way. Exactly. I think a Ron Washington would be an amazing addition to the New York Mets staff. I tell you what, I think Ron Washington is to infield is what, uh, what our batting coach is, uh, what Chili Davis is. Chili Davis, is. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that would be I a just good threw combination. I tell you the truth, I don't even think Ron Washington wants the aggravation of managing again. I don't think so either. He I don't think so. He's real happy doing what he's doing right now. I think so, he's very much know, content where he is. I was just saying, you know, a type of manager like him that the players look and they're never nervous because they look at the coach and they're like, yo, coach got this. See, but that's the thing to me, because knowing that, I would be trying to pry Ron Washington out of out of Atlanta to be the bench coach. Thank you. Nah, I would hey, be trying to pry him out of Atlanta to be the bench coach. Hey, maybe you should apply for the Mets GM job. Because that's a stay you go. That's a smart. Mm. You know what? I might even be tempted to leave Rojas behind if I could put Washington there with him. Um, yeah, I mean. Or, or then, oh, I would bring in Beltran with Washington next to him. Right. Either one of those guys. With a Ron Washington on the staff, you could take the risk of bringing in an unproven manager. Exactly. An unproven rookie manager. Yeah. That Washington would be there to hold his hand and. But when you have two, when you have two rookie guys who's their first nose, but. who's their, this their first go at the major leagues, and you have two rookie guys, like I said, who was their first go coaching in the major league level. One guy being the manager, the other one, the other guy being the bench coach. That's not a good combination. No, no, that's what I'm saying. How did Hensley Mullins be a bench coach? He's never been a manager before. How's he the guy that's holding the manager's hand when he's never been the manager? That's just, you know, and again, that's just, you know, the audacity of these guys. Just, you know what? You don't need no experience to do these jobs. Anybody can do this. You know, <laughs> come on, man. So with all the guys that are still out there, um, as far as managers and coaches are concerned, some of the other guys that are being thrown around as far as possible considerations, um, Cubs third base coach Will Venable, D-backs bench like coach, player, yeah. D-backs uh, bench coach Luis Arrieta, and Padres assistant manager and Skip Shoemaker, a is guy it, who actually has major league managerial experience. Is it uh, that yeah, what, is it the, is he from the Yankees that uh, Carlos Mendoza kid that everybody's raving about? That's another person also. Yeah. And then there's uh, Twins bench coach Mike Bell. Okay. These are guys who these are guys who have experience in the major leagues. Maybe not so much at the the managerial level, but these are guys who do have experience at the major leagues. Yeah. Um, the kid you're talking about is the Yankees bench coach, Carlos Mendoza. Um, there's nothing but high praise for him. I mean, even to the point where the Red Sox were actually considering the him. The Red Sox were considering him, yeah. He was going to. He, I mean, as far as I think, he was pretty much going to be the Red Sox guy until he decided in the last minute straw, let's give, let's give Alex a call, see if he still wants to be over here. <laughs> you know what? Let's go down to Puerto Rico and go grab him. See if he's still salty. See if he's salty about this. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And then, of course, obviously, after that, he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, well, I'm going back to Boston. Just, of course. I, this, well, I didn't think yeah, we're ever going to let him back in the major leagues. I think if he don't take this job, he might never get a chance again. Yeah. But yeah. then again, I didn't think Hinch was going to get another job either. And and I just want to, I just want to, I just want to say, you know. We're, Who's we're, going to throw the ball at his head? We're just, we're, we're not trying, I'm not trying to dominate the conversation with Mets talk, but right now being in the situation in the major leagues as far as, GMs and coaches are concerned. The Mets are the only game in town right now. Everybody else has pretty much had has their coach, and everybody else pretty much has their no, general manager the right news. now. They got a brand new owner. You know, 
Uh, the, I think the Red Sox were the only ones, the only other ones that didn't have a manager. The, the, you know, the only team that didn't have a manager, the Red Sox and the Tigers. The Tigers obviously went and signed Henge, and now the Red Sox signed at Alex Cora. So, And by the way, for all you haters out there always talking trash about the Mets, that $2.4 billion, that's a record for a franchise, fellas. Yeah, no, the man got deep pockets, that's for sure. I don't know where that and came from. Not only that, it also shows how stupid the Wilpons are. Didn't they have a deal in place for $2.8 billion, billion earlier in the year without the television station? And they were still owners for five years and all that, but they kept getting greedier and greedier and greedier. Yeah, that's that's, that's not good business. So now they ended up with a fire sale and had to give up the team right away. <laughs> that's not good business. Thank clearly, you, they, clearly they were broke. All right, so let's move on from um, the managers and the Mets and, and the general managers and all that stuff, and let's let's have a quick conversation. Not a quick conversation, but let's have a conversation about free agency and, and what's going on in free agency right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, the latest available free agents is a list of free agents available, and I would say it's probably the top list of available free agents in the major leagues right now. You have um, Trevor Bauer. JT Real Muto, uh, George Springer, Marcelo Zuna, shortstop Marcus Simeon, Nelson Cruz, DJ LeMahieu, Liam Hendricks, Didi Gregorius, Masahiro Tanaka, Marcus Stroman, and James Paxson. Okay, you could forget, D, uh, you could scratch DJ, uh, DJ LeMahieu off of that list. Uh, Brian Cashman's going to do whatever he has to do to sign him back. Uh, that would be stupid not to. That guy finished. He was he finished number one in the major leagues in batting average. Did he not? This guy was supposed to be a, 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 an add-on. Remember, oh, he's a he's a Colorado guy. He, you know, it's just a, a the numbers are inflated. No, he went to New York <laughs> in the Bronx and he showed my numbers ain't inflated, brother. In the biggest pressure cooker in baseball, too, right? That mm-hmm. has to count for something. Yeah, I mean, because it, it would be one thing everybody if everybody can't play in New York. If it would be one thing if he had that season this year with no fans in the stands, but he had that season last year also. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it was truly a pressure cooker in New York. Okay, and I'm going to say another thing. Uh, going, and I want to be a little Homer here for a minute. Um, uh, anybody, anybody at all out there that wants Marcus Stroman is welcome to him. The guy, yeah. the guy did nothing for us. Okay, he he. I think he had one or two good games down the stretch. If he'd have pitched a little better when he first came here, maybe we might have made it into the playoffs. I'm talking about on uh, 19, not 20, mm-hmm. right? not this mm-hmm. year. Okay, he didn't pitch for us this year. Not, exactly, and that's my next point. For you to go to spring training and you know that we lost Syndergaard. You knew our staff was depleted, and all of a sudden, because you got smacked around a little bit in spring training, you decided you don't want to pitch this year. You decide to opt out? Come on, man. You know what? Good as far as I'm concerned, good riddance to bad rubbish. Because I know ne- I've never been that impressed by Strowman anyway. I would have rather kept Wheeler. I mean, I've been I've been impressed by Strowman, but I do I will say that his numbers I think he's lost I think he's lost a couple miles an hour in his fastball. He was never a striker. Never I think that, that um, I think that his sinker isn't sinking as, as much as it used to anymore. I, I think that he has slipped a little bit. But I mean, there, there's, there's a, there could be any a millions of reasons behind that. But I, I mean, I can agree with you on that. It's not going to be worth the headache. I, I'm not, I'm not he, interested. And in it. again, remember, he wanted to go to the Yankees. You want to go to the Yankees? Go to the Yankees, buddy. Well, the problem with that is the Yankees don't want him. Well, apparently Cashman didn't want him. He, he wasn't willing to trade the farm for him anyway. 
I don't think I don't think. And we, anyway, so, we, so, so how do we end up exactly what I said last year? So how do we end up? We don't have Wheeler, and we're not gonna have Strowman either. Way to go, Van Wagenen. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got fired, man. Well, only you would have screwed it up like that. And again, Jared Kalenic and all the other all the other uh, young prospects that we had that are all all Big flourishing guys, now. Yeah. Big name guys that are all flourishing now that you gave away for players that walked away as on, on us anyway. So. Trevor Bauer, big name. A lot of people talking about Trevor Bauer right now. Um, he, he hands down right now, as far as the free agent market is concerned, he is the number one available pitcher. He's gonna garner some big money. He's not gonna get. He's not gonna get any anywhere near uh, Garrett Cole money or anything <laughs> like that. But I think. But this, to me, at the same time, I think a lot of teams will, are willing, going to be willing to throw money at Trevor Bauer because Trevor Bauer doesn't strike me as the long term contract guy. You know what I mean? He's the type of guy who he, he he's going to he's gonna wear out his welcome. He's only going to want to be around for a year or two and then see you later on to the next team. And I'm gonna let me interrupt you for a second, okay? Let me tell you how I feel about Trevor Bauer. <laughs> After all that shit that I just finished talking about, Marcus Stroman, <laughs> I'd rather have Marcus Stroman come back than assign Trevor Bauer. Let me put it to you that way. Trevor Bauer was a better pitcher, though. Uh, yeah, but he's also a troublemaker. Yeah, I mean, and I kind of like I don't, you know, I, I that, okay. Did unfortunately, it, the troublemaker thing is that's just a lot of that's just a lot of guys in MLB today. That's just that they get rubbing people the wrong um, way. It, not only that, he's a his his let's just say his political views rub me the wrong way too. How is that going to work out in New York? Yeah, but you don't sign a guy. That's to, like bringing Rob. You Pimble. don't sign a guy for political reasons. Sure, with you, just a sure pitch. you do. You can't bring you can't bring a guy like that to New York. Are you kidding me? This guy. I think that a lot of people will shut up if he if he has a Cy, another Cy Young year, a Cy Young quality year, starting behind JD. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion, though. Not that I want the Mets to sign him. I don't want the Mets to sign him. But I think that other fans would 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 take that. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I've heard uh, there's a uh, white nationalist tendencies there. So uh, that's that's a reach. That, that's, that's a reach. Not a that's a reach. reach. That, that's, that is that's not a reach. reach. That's a reach. That is not. That's on ESPN. Anyway, moving on. Exactly. That's what um, I'm saying. JT Realmuto. I think JT Realmuto is a guy who isn't going to be worth the money that he wants. How you feel about that? In the first two years, he'd be worth it, but no catcher is going to be worth that kind of money. And when he's 33, 34 years old, we know that they just don't last that long. Unless the Mets plan to take him off, off, out from behind the plate and put him in first base. We're not talking about the Mets. We're talking about any team right now. Well, it depends on if, let me put, okay. If you think that you're that one guy away, let's just face it. The guy pretty much probably from what I, as, as much as I'm not a fan of his, um, Respect-wise, he's probably the best fielding and hitting catcher in baseball, no? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's close. Okay, he has competition in fielding, but he's probably the best hitting catcher in baseball. Best hitting catcher, for sure. For sure, best hitting catcher. He calls a real good game. He doesn't get run on. You know, and defensively, he's at least top five. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the thing of it is, to make him... The top paid guy in the game, how long is he going to last? We know catchers fall off that cliff after a certain age. He's, what, 33 now, 34? Yeah, 33, 34, right around there. You know, I, so I'd give him two more years. That's they, about it. Ba- ba- and this is what my original statement. In the first two years, hell yeah, he's going to be worth it. And I think that you What could, happens after that, I think that I think that you, would, you could give him that, that two-year qualifying offer. 
I wouldn't really go. Then you could that. you could forget trying to get that to be an insult to a guy like him. I mean, and you're I get gonna, it. You're gonna have to take the chance and offer him the four years, twenty five million a year. You're gonna have to eat a hundred million. Maybe maybe that's the way you go shorter. You give go more money per year, shorter shorter term. See, and that's what I would be thinking. I you would be I mean? thinking. I would be thinking maybe you know you. I'm gonna you're gonna I'm gonna have you for those two years, and I'm gonna make sure you're well compensated for it. I'll, I'll throw I'll throw thirty million dollars at you for two years. It's yeah. not a big. It, you're still getting sixty million dollars at the end of the deal. Yeah. It's not a big, yeah, and then maybe, and then, and if he see, but then that's if he agree to, yeah, of course, thirty million dollars a year. I give you thirty and thirty-five the first two years, but then after that, I'm going to bring you back down to fifteen with incentives. You can get back to that thirty-five, but you need to sh- and, and incentives, incentives, yeah, incentives. I'll leave you with a base fifteen. After you, those, I need incentives. After those two years, after yet. those two years are over, after those two years are over, will I be more? And you having the same quality production you're putting out right now. I will be more than willing to to uh, negotiate another two years with you from there, but you got to understand. You know that, that'll never happen, though. Right, but you know it's going to come. That one owner is going to come and throw the farm at him. No, and there, there is going to be somebody who's going to do that. There is going to yeah. be somebody who's going to do that. But it's not exactly the most logical thing in the world to do, and that's just my opinion because we know again where we do so. What you just said was true. He is a catcher, and he's not a spring chicken catcher. It's like not like we're talking about a twenty-three-year-old guy. Like I said, like I said, unless this plans in the third year to shoot, you know roll him out the first base or something like that, and then that's the next thing. Is he going to be still as good a hitter? Because they've literally fall off of a cliff. Catchers do, and that's okay. So along the lines of what you're saying, is he going to end? And this is something they're going to have to think about because if you're going to make that move to put him at first base, is he going to be enough of an investment? Is going to be productive enough after right. catching. Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. Not even so much productive enough after catching, yeah. but if you're going to end, up sticking, him, gonna be if you're gonna end up sticking him at first base, is there somebody better out there to be a first baseman for exactly. you? Exactly, that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, is it worth the investment still to put him at first base? Are you stunning somebody else's growth? Right, because you're going to put him as a catcher. Yeah, he'll be a catcher for two, two, three, four, even, even possibly four years. He could be your catcher for possibly four years, but he's going to want to keep playing after that. Who's going to, he's going to want, he's going to need to go play a position. Remember those last two years that they decided to keep Jim Tomey in Philadelphia? What did they do? They stunted Ryan Howard's growth by two years. Ryan Howard didn't make it to the major leagues until he was 27. Remember? But then again, at the same time. Nothing against Tomey. Tomey was still playing. Yeah, yeah. But then again, at the same time, you know, if they're going to keep this universal DH thing, it would kind of be beneficial to keep a guy like that. I thought the National League was going back. I haven't heard anything about that yet. That's the last thing I heard that they were switching back. But I'm I'm not really sure now. I'm kind of I kind of enjoyed the extra hitter, but I kind of enjoyed the, the the game with the pitchers. So moving on to the next guy on the list, and this is somebody who I am interested in 100. percent That's George Springer. Mm. I would like to see George Springer Roman Roman the outfield for the Mets. That's just me. Sure. Me too. I think he's an above average quality player. I think he's he has. I mean, he has World Series experience, and then yeah. he has playoff experience. We could take that bunch of outfielders that we have, keep one or two in reserve, and then use use the rest of them for trade bait. Because mm-hmm. they're all pretty good players. They all are. Yeah, they all are good, pretty good players. But when you get it, obviously, you get it. If we were to land the guy of Springer's quality, that, that's it. He's playing 150 games now. I know that he's the center fielder. To me, to me, and, I, and I, this is just my opinion, and I know this is going to go up a lot of my fellow Mets fans' asses sideways. But to me, the deal would be to trade Nimmo. Use, if you're going to go after a George, a George Springer, uh, Nimmo be would be trade a, bait. You'd be doing him a you'd favor. You'd be doing him a huge favor. You know, and, I, and I like and Nimmo. I think, and a, I, fan, I'm, a, I'm one of his biggest fans. And I you know? think that we would, we would be able to get 
at least two two players for him back. But Springer, when you get when you get a chance to get a guy like Springer again, you know Nimmo is, is a really good player that plays great on occasion. Spring is a great player. Period. Spring is Mookie Betts territory to me. Yeah, and that's another thing, man. man you know, yeah, yeah. He's in that same. He's in that same realm of, you know, that that can't miss guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. I mean, just look what he did in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The next guy on the list would be Marcelo Zuna. I think that the he's Braves are probably going to keep huh? him. I think the Braves. Yeah, he only signed yeah. a one year deal with them. Yeah. I think the Braves are probably going to keep him because he was a good staple in their locker be, room. I think they'd be foolish to let him go. Not only a good staple in their locker room. What about them Titanic home runs he was hitting? True. Also, he, I, he, I, he found his stroke again. True. Also, and if the Braves, if the Braves decide not to keep him, the one thing that teams are going to have to, and fans are going to have to realize that that Marcelo Zuna is not a spring chicken no more either. He will be really good for you for a couple of years, but he's not. Yeah, he's not that young. How old is he? I want to say he's about 30, 32 years old, somewhere in that in somewhere in the area. He's in his thirties already. Yeah, yeah he's been around for a while. When he broke in, man, he's been around for a while. Um, but anyway, next guy, shortstop Trevor Simeon with the Oakland A's last year. I Ooh. think that Trevor Simeon is uh, Xander Bogarts type. He's a pretty good player. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't know if he's quite the home run hitter that Bogarts. I'm not saying that he's not a good player. I think he's a Xander Bogarts type. Um, he'll He's going to land somewhere. He'll definitely end up landing somewhere. Somebody's going to need a shortstop. Yeah, Bogarts is a superstar-ish guy, you know what I'm saying? And, um, I mean, if it wasn't because we are, we're, we're, full, we're fully stocked at DH right now, a guy who I would love to have as my DH next year is Nelson Cruz. Nelson yeah. Cruz has been, you know, he's yeah, he's well, turned into Mr. DH lately. Yeah, with our luck, that'll be the year he falls off the cliff. He, you know, he remembers that he's 40-plus. The last couple of great DHs <laughs> in, in Major League Baseball was uh, Edgar Martinez and then David David Ortiz took over after that one. And Nelson yeah. Cruz is on that is on that career path right now where all he does is go in. Anywhere he goes, he ends up hitting 40-plus 40, 40 home runs every Still year. Still hit what I got. He just remember like they say about Manny Ramirez. He got to wake up at 3 o'clock in the mm-hmm. morning and hit a fastball. Mm-hmm. Same thing about Cruz. He just, you know, the one his his deficiencies. He's got no. He can't play in the field, but God knows he. Oh, and he likes to have a good time. So, the next person on the list that I would like that um not not I would like to talk about, but the next free agent that's available is DJ Lemayhew. Um, DJ Lemayhew is going to if he ends up leaving New York. DJ LeMay, who is going to get a fat contract. He should. He deserves one. He deserves a fat he contract. The, he, he, top top five play, top five hitter in the major leagues. I agree. I agree. I agree 100% with I, that. And I mean, he's a smart hitter. He, he, he could crush you with the home run or hit you or kill you with an 0-2, you know, two-strike slap line drive down the right field line. And he's a guy who you can sign for that seven-year contract. Yeah, because he don't see he's durable. He ain't never been hurt. He's never out of the lineup. And he's a young he's a young player still. He's still in his I think when I want to say mid to late twenties. He's still a young player. What am I always preaching about? The best ability is availability. And you know what's one of the biggest things about the one of the biggest things that I like about DJ Lemayhew? How often do you actually hear about DJ Lemayhew? Unless it's his on field stuff. He's not. He's not a guy. He's a teammate. Good team player. Great team player. Yep. Everybody loves no Nobody got salt of the earth. Nobody got nothing bad yep. to say about that guy. Um, next up on the list, we have. Uh, Which in today's, today, you know, today's days is. It's saying a lot. Yeah. Next up on the list, we have a relief pitcher, Liam, Liam Hendricks with Oakland also. Um, Hendricks showed a lot down, down towards, you know, down the stretch of the season. I, I, I like Liam Hendricks. Um, if I'm a GM. 
For the Mets, he's a guy who I would actually consider bringing in for one of our relief positions. Not one of the closer positions, but, you know, somebody who's going to be a long relief guy or mid-relief nice guy. Long, long arm. You know what I'd say, too? If, if <laughs> the guys that leave the A's at this age, at this stage of their career, are on their way to be stars and we don't know it. It's just the A's don't want to pay them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Yep. They get what they can out of them and they out of their rookie contracts, and then they ship them someplace else, and someplace else they become studs. Uh, next, next up, we have a uh, Didi Gregorius with the Philadelphia that's Phillies gonna last be interesting. year. That's going to be very interesting. I think, I think that the uh, Gregorius is on the tail end of his career. He's going to be a year to year guy from now on. I would, I would assume. Wouldn't you sign him again if you were the Phillies? He played good for them. But the Phillies could sign him again, and in that, on a one year basis. Think about it in that band in that matchbox park. He he's going to hit thirty home runs there. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I and, think, he, and he's still a more than serviceable shortstop. I think that he 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 would serve himself best by staying, trying to stay where he is, take the hometown discount, and stay where he is. That's just my opinion, of course. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's just my opinion, of course. But I don't think he's going to garner too much yeah. money elsewhere. That's what I'm saying. Idea, yeah. He he just you know he's still in the, in that park. He's still a threat. He's a serious threat in that park. He he can hit thirty home runs in that park. It's not the same thing with him. Can he stay healthy and stay on the field? If he stays healthy, he's going to hit thirty home runs. Yeah, yeah. Moving on, Masahiro Tanaka with the Yankees last year, starting pitcher. I don't think Tanaka's going to go anywhere. I think no, Tanaka's going to stay yeah, in the Bronx. I think the Yankees sign him again. Because the Yankees, we all know the Yankees are crying for starting pitching every single exactly. year. So how are you going to let go of you? So, you know? Yeah, you have, to keep, you have to keep Tanaka. You know, and especially now that you have the anchor of your staff. So, I mean, I'm sure the Garrett Cole, that absorber in price is the anchor. You have 100%, the anchor. 100%. So Tanaka doesn't have that pressure that he has to be the number one guy anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think... Uh, the other kid is coming back this year, isn't he? The one that hurt his shoulder? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely signing Tanaka back because Tanaka don't got to be my number one. If you look at it as a number one, maybe he didn't have it no more. But as a number three or number four starter, that's a pretty good guy you got going. As a number three or number four, he's really good. And uh, You know what I'm saying? Staying with the Tuner Yankees, also one of the pitchers that are available, James Paxson. What happened to this guy, man? I think James Pack is going to be one of those. He's not. I don't think he's yeah. going to stick around. And again, I'm going to tell you something else. I also think it was a matter of remember it was a short season. You know, mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. two months. This guy's in slumps two and a half, three months, and then all of a sudden tearing up at the last quarter of the year. And you say, wow, he had a great year last year. Yeah, yeah. You know what? That was uh, think about them again. Going back to them, think about Wilson Ramos. Okay, he had a terrible year. It was two months. Remember last year, he had three months that he didn't play well, and then he had four months that he just destroyed the ball, carried us on his back for when we were making our run last year. Remember? So you know, I like Wilson Ramos is bad. That's about it. And then he it never came around this year either. But yeah, no, right, which made it more egregious. But defensively, we knew he. You know, we can't blame him for being a bad catcher. I mean, not a great defensive catcher when we knew he never has been. He's an offensive catcher. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, so to expect him to throw runners out, I never really expected him to throw runners out. My problem was, and I'm sure it's your problem also, he, I think he's just got, he's carrying too much weight and he can't bend down. And there was a couple of runs that cost the Met, a couple of plays at the plate in crucial games, crucial situations that he just couldn't get down far enough to get back and make the tag and it cost the Mets games, crucial games. You know, at his age, I don't think I don't think the weight is gonna be is is anything that's gonna get fixed anymore at this point. You know, he's he's an older catcher now too. On top of that, he would need to seriously consider moving to another position. You um, remember what Jury's Familia said Uh, when he was having the reason he got his regained his form this year is because last year he was he uh, they measured his stride. 
And with the extra weight, he was striding like almost a foot less, a foot shorter. Mm-hmm. So he was losing velocity on his fastball. After he lost the weight, the stride went back to what it is. And, well, we see he had a decent, he had a really good comeback year. Yeah, yeah, no, I, but I don't you think know. it's the same for a catcher position when no, you're, you're no. squatting nine innings a game. No, 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 no. I don't think you don't it's have the comeback effect. years. You don't have comeback years as a catcher. You just get, you, you know, you just staving, you staving off the inevitable. Um, and you know the last the last guy on the list here is um, we've already talked about him and Marcus Stroman. Um, he's still going to get money somewhere. I I just don't want him. I you know what it is I don't trust him. He's too volatile. I don't he you know you don't know when he's going to tear up the dugout or start a fight with a team. You know what I'm saying? Not that he did any of this. He hey, he was actually a pretty good guy with the Mets. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, I hate to say this. If you're not going to be, if you if it's not something politically correct that you got to say, man, shut up and play. If you're not going to make a statement about something, I don't want to hear you complaining about the little knickknacks in baseball, like he has a tendency to complain about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so he's. I mean, these these are guys who just pretty much in everybody else's eyes are the, the top, top, top cream of the crop free agents they that are available. Yeah, you know, but there's a lot of other guys that are also it's available. Not really, that deep a free agent, but you know what? There's a lot of Good second tier free agents, right? Like Jackie Bradley Jr. in Boston. I don't know how he's a second tier free agent, but yeah. Then um, uh, I yeah, want to say guys on the cusp of being stars. That's what I'm looking for. Right, right, right. And and I want to say that. No, no, I'm 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 sorry. I'm, I am off a little bit. I was on the assumption that uh that uh, not Josh Donaldson that um Chris Bryant was going to be a free agent this season. I thought he was. No, they signed him, didn't they? I thought he was going to be free agent this year, too. No, next season. Oh, next so season. next season, as far as third base is concerned, that's that's Chris Bryant and Nolan Arenado. Did I say Josh? Yeah, Chris Bryant. Yeah. So those are going to be two pretty big names next season. I'll tell you the truth. I like Arenado a little bit better than I like Bryant. You know what? I, the one thing that I do, I would take, and, this is, and I love Nolan Arenado, but the one reason why I would take Bryant over Arenado is because Brian's two years younger. That's the only reason why. Is he really? Yeah, that's, the, that's literally the only reason why. Yeah. There's not much more beyond that. Not but, that I'm hating on Chris Bryant. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely not taking it as that. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much what's available. Not not all of what's available right now, but that's just going to give you a quick eye of what's available because it is, like, it is hot, it's hot stove season already. Let's face it. You know, it, it is what it is. You're going to hear about baseball a lot over the next couple of months, and it's going to take us right into February for the most part because we have winter meetings coming up and all the other all the other things coming around the corner. You're going to be hearing about baseball almost every day and what's going on. I'd like in baseball. to have a semi regular season, you know, definitely more than sixty games. Sixty games is not even fair. It's just not fair. Yeah, I think we'll have a, a real season this year and and you know, full, you know, a real full season and at least. Let's face it, sixty. You know what, sixty games is sixty games is an extra month of spring training. Yeah. You play 30 games of spring training. Yeah. It's the truth. You know, so once they actually got their feet where they had their spring training, you gave them 30 games. Mm-hmm. And now all these records are supposed to be, uh, if uh, DeGrom, if Jacob DeGrom doesn't win his third Cy Young in the Rose because he had one bad start. I would say one bad inning. Yeah. yeah thank you. Towards the end. Exactly. Exactly. One. Just one. Because you can't make that up. On a two-month season, you can't make that up, you know. But hey. so um, major leagues, major leagues website. Um, I guess somebody, one of the beat writers or whatever, they put together a 
and I'm going to give credit to him, Mark Feinstein. He put together a list of teams, a list of the teams in the major leagues, who each team could use out of this year's free agents that are available. Um, in American League East, you got Justin Turner. He thinks that Justin Turner would suit well in Toronto with the Blue Jays this year. There's only one problem with that. I don't think the Dodgers are partying with Justin Yeah, I don't think, they're, I don't think they're going to part with him either. Um, he thinks that the Orioles should go ahead and sign uh, Gio Gonzalez. Okay, that's doable. The, Ray, the Rays should take on James McCann. Uh, Red Sox should take on Jake Odorizzi. Yankees, Charlie Morton. Um, ah, that's a, you know, that's a good signing for the Yankees. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I Charlie Morton that. played real good for Tampa this year. Pitched real well. I agree with that. I really do agree that, with that'd that. That would be a pretty good and that yeah, that And I think he's going to be able to be I think he I'll, I think he'll be able to get got at a good price. Yeah. For the that, Yankees. That'd be a real good signing for the Yankees, yeah. Um with the in the AL Central, the Indians taking Jock Peterson. The Royals taking Robbie Grossman. Why would the Indians take Jock Peterson? And, 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 well, this and, is just this guy's and, opinion. And again, are the Dodgers party with Jock Peterson? Again, this is just yeah, this guy's okay. opinion. Um, the Royals taking Robbie Grossman. Tigers taking Jay Bruce. The Twins taking Marcus Grossman. Marcus, I said Grossman, didn't I? Holy yeah. shit. Marcus Stroman. Does he, I don't know about... See, I don't know if Stroman would want to go there because remember he's he wants to be in the big you know in the big markets. Yeah, well, if the big markets don't want him, see you later. Go to fucking, <laughs> you got to go to the Twins. You go where you get paid. You got to go get some snowshoes. <laughs> and the last team, the last team out of that division will be the White Sox and taking on Marcelo Zuna. Mm-hmm. I think with Yasmani Grandal, that's a huge, huge, huge addition to that lineup, especially especially if Ozuna can have the same season that he had this year. Yeah. I nice think with bounce, those nice bats, bounce. with you know, nice that, that, that'd be a really good, a really good addition. Yeah, nice bounce back. Um, you don't get credit; he's a pretty good defender too. Yeah, yeah, he's got a good arm. Yeah, with um, with the A's, with the A's, with the Angels, they're talking. He's talking, and this would make sense. It would make sense a um, reunion, perfect match in heaven for Trevor Bauer to go back home to Los Angeles and play with the Angels. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a guy who's from Los Angeles, played at UCLA. You know, um, if they'll have him, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things there. You know, this is like the Jay Cutler of baseball. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, this is the only guy. That's afraid, is he, you know, a lot of people don't say a lot of nice things about certain athletes, but they've their teammates always come to the rest. Odell Beckham, perfect case in point. A lot of coaches, a lot of people, and he does a lot of crazy looking things. But you notice, there's not one teammate that has one bad thing to say about Odell Beckham. They all love him to a T. Great team player and all that, you know. I don't, well, that's basically the same thing with Bauer. There's not too many teammates that come to his to his aid when, when let's just say things uh, untoward are said about him. You understand what I'm saying? He, he's again. He's one of those guys where yeah, okay, I, I'll tolerate him while he's pitching for me. But when he's not on my team, I want to kick his ass every time I see him. <laughs> so moving on, the Astros getting Jackie Bradley Jr. Um, I, I I really didn't know that the Red Sox was shopping at Jackie Bradley I, Jr. I didn't like either. This is this guy give doing wish list for every team. I mean, after losing after this past season, losing uh, losing um, Mookie. Mookie Betts, I wouldn't see why you another would, outfielder. Nah, I would be throwing money at Jackie Bradley Jr. to stay. It, what, what, Just my opinion. What do you think the Red Sox are having a fire sale on talented young black outfielders? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, the A's. This is again. This is this man's opinion. A signing Kirby Bates. 
Kirby Yates, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mariners signing Taewon Te- Walker and the Rangers signing Ryan Braun. That's interesting. Moving on to our division in the National League East, he says that the Braves should take Brett Anderson. Okay. The Marlins should take Cesar Hernandez. I think that's a good pick for, yeah. for the Marlins. He thinks that the Mets will take JT Ramuto. And he says that it, he thinks that... Uh, JT don't want to play in New York, yo. The perception around the game is that the Mets will be involved in nearly every prominent free agent sweepstakes now that Cohen well, they is the new our, team owner. They're spending our guys' money. Uh, Real Muto's been a thorn in the Mets' side throughout his seven-year mm. career. He absolutely has, and I hate him every every single second for it. Me too. From the Marlins, <laughs> from the Marlins to the Phillies, he has been a thorn in our side. I remember even a couple of years ago when we thought we'd get him, I didn't want to get him. But you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him suit up for us. At least we know he ain't gonna be tearing our pitchers up. Mm-hmm. But to tell you the honest, the guy's truth, I don't see giving. I would not give him no crazy ass contract unless you know. The message is trying to make a splash in the era of Cohen. But if that's the case, go get Springer. So so they said, um, you know, given the team's need behind the plate, adding the best catcher in the game would be a good way for the new owner to make a splash with his fan base. I think we would be complete. We, 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 yeah. For at least two years, we, we'd be the favorite. Um, with, the, with the Nationals, this would be a good pickup for them if they, did, if they were able to re, re, you know, to fix, where, to get him back to where he used to be. But the Nationals to sign James Paxson, I think that would be pretty big if they can get him back to the James Paxson that he was. Yeah, because that's a adding a strong yeah. fourth starter. Yeah, that's strength behind strength. behind uh, Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin. That's adding a strong fourth starter, a really strong fourth starter. Yeah, and that would make me hate the Nats again. <laughs> uh, the Phillies bringing on Brad Hand. Uh, Brad they, Hand. They can have him. I mean, his his this this past season he, it was a disaster. That's why I said they can have him. Seven point six ERA. That's just disgusting. But was that with one hand or both hands? <laughs> it was with the right hand. <laughs> um, Brewers in NL in NL Central to, to taking on the old as Drupal Cabrera. I don't think that makes any sense. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I wouldn't waste time bringing as Drupal Cabrera, who wasn't even. Why would you waste the time to sign this guy who wasn't even a starter in, in for the Nationals this year? Nope. He thinks that the Cardinals will take George Springer. That's tough. I, I don't know there if I is, agree yeah. with that. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't either. Um, the Cubs taking Kevin Gossman. The Pirates taking Kevin Pillar. And the Reds taking Michael Brantley. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about any one of those. That's, that's not really too smart on all of those, the rest of those. Going into the NL West, the D-backs taking Blake Trinan. The Dodgers, Marvin Gonzalez. I like Marvin Gonzalez. That's just me. Um, the Giants taking Mike Minor, Padres, Liam Hendricks, and the Rockies. He says that DJ LeMay, who's going to go back to the Rockies. Man, this guy. Yeah, really. I don't know. I don't think that, honestly, he's too good of a guy. He ain't going I think he's nowhere. too good of a guy. But it, I don't think the Rockies could afford Do DJ LeMay. Do not be surprised if you see DJ LeMay Hugh, in them white pinstripes until he retires. He likes the pinstripes as much as the pinstripes like him. Yeah. And he's a good addition to that lineup. He's a stay in that lineup. Yeah. He's a stay in that lineup, you know. Yeah. Yep. That's, well, that's why Andujar is expendable now. Yeah. 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 That's true. So, um, I think. I think that we've hit everything that was the intention of speaking on as far as this 
this so far to this point during this off season. Unless we have we missed anything that you anything else that you got in your head? Well, qu- yeah, I got a question. Do, um, are they aiming for? Uh, well, I'm sure it's a wait and see thing. Are we aiming for uh, fans next season? Um, <laughs> and are we starting on time? Starting on time, yes. Waiting for fans, I haven't heard anything about that. But as far as I, as far as I've seen, there's no, there's nothing showing that we're not going to start on time the way it's supposed to be. So back to regular spring training, so we can make our spring training trip. Yeah, yeah. Everything, everything else is back to normal. And honestly, I think that you know, after seeing what we're seeing in, in football and everywhere else, not, yeah, in football and everywhere else, I think that I think there's no way that there's not fans back in the stands next season. I mean, it could be just like football's doing right now and having extreme, space extreme limited numbers and space everybody out. I think it could end up being like that. But I mean, I mean, let's face it. At the end of the day, what 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 that has to do with is is what's going on in Washington. You know what I mean? And and, and with the government. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I know. The, and it's not so much that the government has any control of what's going on in baseball. I think it's more along the lines of. You know, vaccines and, and safety precautions and things like that. If there's more vaccines available and there's stuff like that available, then I don't see any reason why you wouldn't have full blown fans in the stands. But I also think that it would probably be more like a 10,000 cap, most likely. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. But I mean, um, yeah. No, I, I, I want to see fans back. I and think, in a healthy way, we can get them back without killing half the people and doing you know no super spreader events. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't want nothing like that. I just would like to see fans back in the game. You know, it, there there was um, very distinct feeling missing in the in the in the World Series without fans there. I mean, no, yeah. there was fans at the World Series. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. In the playoffs, there wasn't any fans there until the until the championship hey, hey, game. Hey, let me let me let me make a small observation here about how the pandemic is affecting these championships. What happens in the playoffs in most of these sports? The home team has a significant advantage, correct? Even the officiating, we see how the officiating changes when you're in the hometown, when you're on the other team's home. Yeah. So, even though I do think that the, the Dodgers fans traveled really well over to Texas to that to the World <laughs> Series. I'm, I'm, yeah, I was getting more to, to think more about basketball. Think about that, you know. And the same thing with the there was no home and home. You know, when the Dodgers took the lead. Don't you think Tampa would have been okay if they would have been able to go home and play a couple of games? You know what I'm I mean, saying? Maybe same for, thing. Same thing in basketball. Think about maybe, that. Maybe for the feel of being at home, but let's face it, there was more fans in Texas for the World Series than, than there would have been in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That, that's an embarrassment. Yeah. So I mean, you're technically right there. That, that I could never understand why if there was ever a team that has reason. To move it's, out it, of an area. It, it's that's shocking it. to me because it's not like Tampa's a bad team. Tampa's always they're always, always a playoff they, team, playoff quality team. Since they since they've been in since their inception, they're they always they're almost always in the playoffs. They've already been to the World Series. It's not like this is a bad team. You know what it is that yeah, that Tropicana feel is like you know playing in a dungeon. Yeah, I it's, mean, it's they played made they played minor league facilities compared to all the other teams. Yeah, well, that Tropicana feels like playing in Houston Astrodome. So, yeah. which was. The thing of beauty back in the seventies when it was first exactly built. when it was yeah, in the seventies. But um, yeah, you know this is twenty twenty where everybody yeah. has state of the art everything. And remember, Tropicana Field was never built to be a baseball field for those people. That's just where they put them. Yeah, yeah think about much. this: the Marlins have had two new stadiums since then, and that's just that's terrible. That's terrible. Yep, one new stadium, one new stadium. The Marlins, well, started. yeah, but they fixed up Joe Robbie for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they got yeah. remodeled for them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yep. Time to move out of Tampa. Yep. They don't even respect you guys so over say, there. Yeah, they, if there was ever a team that deserved to expand, you know, to, to be able to move, it's them. Hey, Las Vegas got a football team, right? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't thought. know that baseball is going to go there. I don't, I don't think know. baseball will go there. It's too hot. It's not only about too, too hot. hot. Remember, they don't want their players anywhere near gambling. That's why there was never no professional team in Las Vegas because of gambling. Yeah, re- Pete Rose. Yeah, my guy. Yeah. Didn't bet on his own team though. Yeah, you know, you got to give him that much. Well, never bet on them to lose anyway. <laughs> you got to give him that much. Oh shit! Well, you know, I, I I think that's pretty much it. I think we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. Um, that it? You sure. Yeah, I, I can't possibly think of anything else to talk about. Anything new and fresh in baseball right now? What I don't know. We, what did we miss from yesterday? The day before yesterday? Um, nothing as far as baseball is concerned. Oh, um, coming up tomorrow. Coming up tomorrow. And UFC. Yes, to yes. Sharon, tomorrow uh, we have UFC coming up tomorrow. Sharon, uh and, and Santos, and we have I, we have I think we have boxing tomorrow night. Oh, also, yeah. Devin Haney and um, your Yorkis. Yeah, so so tomorrow we'll, we're gonna hit you guys with uh, we'll, we'll, tomorrow's episode will basically be based around uh, the fight game and, and football because yes, we're gonna have our picks put in for for, for Sunday's games. Officially, our picks our picks will be put in for Sunday's games. Uh, we'll also discuss what's gonna happen tomorrow night with uh, the fight game. Yeah, and uh, looking forward to football this weekend and what's going on there. Uh, Green Bay did beat San Francisco yesterday. Yeah, we knew. Wow, that was a beat down. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, that's one thing that we did that we did miss. Um, yeah. yeah, I think we got everything there. I think we got it all wrapped up for the sports weekend. And um, yeah, so it's a wrap. That's that. All right. Love you guys. Love peace and chicken grease. You guys have a nice evening. Thank you for listening to the show, the Poppin' Sun Sports Show. Have a very good sports night. And we out. Mm.